Testing one, two, three. Hold on, I'm pressing record. I will press go now. So everybody's rolling. Yep. Check, check. You're listening to the podcast for NPR Student Podcast Challenge. And for the last few months, we've been walking you all through how we make podcasts here at NPR. But this episode right here, this is the last episode of the season. Today, as promised, we are going to tell you about the winners of this year's Student Podcast Challenge. I'm Alyssa Nadworny. I'm Jeff Pierre. I'm Sequoia Carrillo. And I'm Lauren Magaki. The gang's all here. (laughs) Yep. Hi. Before we get into the winners, I just wanted to say that we have a pretty big announcement about next year's podcast. So stay tuned. It's big. It's so major. (laughs) Okay, okay. We'll get to that in a sec. But but first, Sequoia, you were behind the scenes listening to all of this year's podcast entries. So do you want to do the honors? Sure. Drum roll, please. This year's middle school winners made a podcast called Masked Kids. It was one of my favorites from the very first time I listened to it, and they tackled huge issues in this podcast, coronavirus and racism. Super timely issues. And along the way, they find the time to teach you some phrases in Mandarin as well. Yeah, that's what's up. I like that. So, Sequoia, I heard the high school winners also went pretty big. Yeah, the winning high school entry is called The Flossy Podcast, and they won with an episode about climate change and environmental racism. It was made by these senior students from Canarsie, which is a neighborhood in Brooklyn. That podcast sounds amazing, and I can't wait to hear all about it. But first, um, Sequoia, you and another one of our team members, Corey Turner, you guys talked to the winners of the middle school challenge. Yes, we talked to all six middle schoolers who make up the Dragon Kids Podcast Club. And it's this club that meets after school every week in Miss Karen Patterson's room at PS 126 in Chinatown in New York City. Here's NPR's Corey Turner with the rest of their story. Let's start with some introductions. World, meet the Dragon Kids. I'm Leo. I'm Becky. I'm Zoe. I'm Nicole. I'm Cixan. And I'm Angelo. They were all sixth graders this spring when they made their winning podcast called Masked Kids. As in surgical masks that doctors wear during surgeries. They chose to devote a whole podcast to, well the reality we've all been living in these past several months, life in the time of the coronavirus. And they did a few things that really set their story apart. First, the students are all Chinese-American, and they wove in a few quick vocabulary lessons in Mandarin. So the word mask is... Now you try it. Since their podcast was made back at the beginning of the outbreak, the Dragon Kids also included a few useful tips, like be sure to wash your hands with soap and water. And remember to cover your mouth and nose when you cough and sneeze into your elbow. The Mandarin word for sneeze is... Like other viruses, the coronavirus is spread from person to person through coughing and sneezing like the flu is spread. A famous thing in Mandarin is... Which means sickness comes in like a landslide, but goes out as slow as spinning silk. But this lovely bit of COVID poetry is just a warm-up for the Dragon Kids. A few minutes in, they get down to the business of journalism, cutting through the swirl of misinformation that followed COVID-19 into their community. There are a lot of rumors on the internet about the coronavirus. You should only believe your doctor, 
for the CDC and WHO. Before their New York City schools shut down, the Dragon Kids say those rumors also led to hurtful, racist comments in the hallways and even in the classroom. We have some high school students who have experienced harassment about the coronavirus because they are Chinese. Amanda used to go to our elementary and middle school. Now she goes to a different New York City high school. So they're basically saying how we have coronavirus because we're Chinese. And then later after that, my other group of friends came back from their lunch, but we had to walk past by the upper grade. And then they're saying how us agents are joining together trying to spread the virus. The Dragon Kids then shared the story of another high schooler, Joyce. Also, I was in my history class and a female student um, asked me how to cook bat soup because it was a rumor that um, the coronavirus was caused through bat soup. And she was laughing through the whole thing and she was taking it as a joke. But Joyce and Amanda both told the Dragon Kids that these jokes really hurt and that it was hard speaking up for themselves. So what do you guys think kids should do if they're experiencing harassment about the coronavirus because they are Chinese? Kids should tell an adult at their school, and if that adult doesn't do anything, tell another adult. And the Dragon Kids close their podcast with one last vocabulary lesson. The most important word to Mandarin that we want to teach all of you is... Sun Liang. Which means kindness. Please be kind to one another. That's all for today. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Again, that was The Dragon Kids out of PS126 in New York City, reminding all of us to please be kind. All right, Alyssa. So you spoke to the winners of the high school category, right? That's right. Yeah. So Koya and I chatted with them. They are students from Brooklyn, and they essentially looked around their neighborhood, and they saw that things were really different there from where other Americans lived, and they wanted to know why. Yeah, and this is how their winning podcast starts. Climate change is racial injustice. Mm. Welcome to the Flossy Podcast. My name is Jaheem. My name is My name is Jamar. My name is Brianna. Josh. Mari. And today we're talking about climate change. The Flossy Podcast. A creation of six seniors at the High School for Innovation in Advertising and Media in the Canarsie neighborhood of Brooklyn. They made the podcast as part of a program called Men in Color, an after-school group where they talk about issues and ideas. Each episode they worked on tackles a topic they feel passionate about. When we started the making of this podcast, I didn't view myself as an activist of any kind. I just viewed myself as a kid from the neighborhood of Canarsie. And um, I'm speaking about what I've seen. And my experiences. That's Jaheem Birch Gentles, one of the founding members of the group. He was one of the students who, a few years ago, dreamt up a big idea for the program, build a recording studio in school. And I was like, okay, let's make that happen. That's their teacher, Mishkael Seitut. It took two years and a big grant to make it happen. I promise you that it was the most frustrating process in the world. But when they finally get that support, they win something. And that completely changes for the rest of their life, I think, how much they will 
believe in the power of their voice. The winning podcast they made, it focuses on this idea that pollution and the environment impact communities differently. People growing up in like Canarsie, you don't really realize that we live in these areas. And then you go somewhere else, like No Basin or other neighborhoods, and you're like, why is it so much different than, than where I live? They start their reporting by taking listeners to a climate change march in New York. There, they interview other young people. It's a major problem, and if we don't fix it, we're about to die. I think it's an everybody issue because it's all our planet, so we need to stick up for our planet. Back in the studio, they debrief on what they saw. Far more white people demonstrating than people of color. And they discuss how they've lived through climate events, like natural disasters. Here's Brianna Johnson, the only female host, talking about Hurricane Katrina. I remember seeing, like, a hole in the roof... The whole house is flooded, and then we had to, like, pack up the car and quickly drive away. But, like, as we're driving, I see, like, my toys floating in the water. For Jaheem Birch-Gentles, it was Superstorm Sandy, watching his house's gate wash down the street and listening to the eerie silence. It was like a deafening calm. All we really heard was the water and the wind. After the storm, his family lost power, and food was tight. Like, we bought ice, make sure stuff in the freezer ain't spoiled, because, you know, can't be throwing away money out here, you know? Climate change, rising temperatures in cities, poor air quality, it disproportionately affects people of color. And the students found the research to prove it. In 2018, the EPA celebrated Black History Month by publishing a report that finds black communities face dangerously high levels of pollution. African Americans are more likely to live near landfills and industrial plants that pollute water and air and erode quality of life. That's wild. I talked with hosts Jaheem Birch-Gentles and Jamar Thompson about making the podcast. They told me that when they started recording, a lot of them didn't like what they sounded like, especially Jaheem. When I heard how everybody else hears me, right, it was completely different from what I hear. His voice sounded weird to him. I talk so fast that I would trip up, I would trip up on words like I'm doing it right now. Each episode the group recorded, Jaheem says he got more and more okay with the way he sounded. And, like, it made me, like, really think about my voice. Like, yeah, it made me it made me get comfortable. It forced me to get comfortable because, like, this is how I sound. Like, this this not changing. So I just got comfortable with it. When he listens to the winning episode, he says now he's just focused in on the important content, climate change and the environment. That's something that we can actually see and taste in this case. Jaheem points to the landfill in their neighborhood and the drinking fountains at school. People would drink from the water fountains and then, Afterward, they would they really wouldn't feel good, and we was like, "Yo, like, why is the water taste like this? No, this doesn't taste. The water doesn't taste properly." And it, and come to find out, we had lead in our pipes. Lead in the pipes. It's a common problem in schools, especially in Brooklyn, where about eighty percent of public schools have a faucet or a fixture leaching lead, according to a two thousand seventeen report. For Jamar Thompson, the topic is related to what we're seeing now with protests and the Black Lives Matter movement. Racism is like a tree and police brutality and environmental racism is just a couple of branches off that giant tree. He told me with environmental racism, sometimes people don't even realize it's the reality because they're living it. Flint still doesn't have clean water. There are many black neighborhoods, even in New York, that have subpar water. And there are millions of Black people all across the world that are poisoned by pollution. He says often young people's voices get left out of these conversations, and adults need to do a lot more listening. They feel as though because we are young, we don't know what we're talking about when we speak about certain things. And I feel like that isn't true. 
because I am young, but I'm also like well-informed when I speak. I don't speak about things that I don't know about. When he does know something or when he sees something that isn't right, he speaks up about it. And he says that's his message for other young people, especially now. I asked Jamar if he sees himself as an activist. And even now, I still don't consider myself to be an activist. He sees himself in far simpler terms, just... A person who, like, spoke his truth and I spoke about what I felt. That's kind of more what I am. Truth tellers. Sharing their experiences and their opinions and aspiring other young people to do the same. So congratulations to the winners of the 2020 Student Podcast Challenge. And thank you so much for all 2,300 of you who submitted entries. We loved listening to them. And we want to tell you now that no matter what school looks like next year, the contest will be back (laughs) because I think if we've learned anything this year, it's that we can make a podcast anywhere. (laughs) Yeah, I'm in a fort in my basement. I'm in my bedroom closet. I am also in a closet. It's getting a little bit hot in here. I am in a corner of my basement and it is so hot. (laughs) The idea of like a blanket fort to like make a podcast definitely doesn't like... It's not good for summer. (laughs) Yeah, we might have to come up with another another workaround for that. (laughs) Uh, The other big news is that we're going to college next year. Okay, well, I mean, not us, but like the contest (laughs) Um, we will still have middle school and high school categories but next year we'll also take submissions from college students and we'll pick college winners so that's our podcast for now we will be back in the fall with more tips about how to make a great podcast for next year's student podcast challenge have a great summer going on summer break but before we go we got to give a special shout out to our boss and editor, Steve Drummond. Also, another shout out to Diane Adame. She was our intern and she helped us go through every last one of these entries. It was great. Yeah, we literally could not have done this without her. And a quick shout out to all our amazing judges who listened to the finalists and had to make some really hard decisions. All of our finalists this year were amazing. So if you haven't already, go listen to them on our website. Yeah, that's npr.org slash student podcast challenge. Bye. Bye. Peace.